It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. Today's show will be another mix of Tennessee football and basketball with Tennessee's offense coordinator search continuing on. Tennessee's basketball team getting a lot of accolades on Monday thanks to its win over Gonzaga on Sunday. So uh, in segment number two, I'm going to get to Tennessee hoops. You'll hear from Tennessee basketball coach Rick Barnes talking about the players who stepped up this past weekend. Tennessee's team and Admiral Schofield getting some national recognition with that win over Gonzaga. The Vols moving up in the polls as well. I'll update you on that coming up in segment number two. Before that, here in segment number one, another look at Tennessee's offensive coordinator search as Tennessee is still looking. It's been now more than two weeks since we found out that Tyson Helton is leaving to become the head coach at Western Kentucky. I thought late last week that it would only be a few more days. I think I said on Friday's show that There would be a good chance on Monday Tennessee would have an offense coordinator in place. Not so. Uh, I do think that something should happen fairly soon, but again, that's really kind of just a guess. That's speculation right now as there's not been a lot of movement here in the last day or two. But uh, I'll get to that here in segment number one. And then Jesse Simonton of AllQuest in the third segment of today's show talking recruiting. Eight days to go until the early signing day. That's next Wednesday, December 19th. So we'll go over some of the names that you should be watching right now with Tennessee, and also some of the big names that Tennessee has gone after. Looks like they are more likely to stick with the schools where they've already been committed. So I'll get to all of that coming up in the third segment of today's show. Locked on Vols, your team every day, five days a week on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, the third-party apps, talking about what's going on with Tennessee. So what's going on with the offensive coordinator search? Well, uh, Florida State has gotten a lot of talk connected to Kendall Bryles. So with Thursday and Friday, and I guess some over the weekend, there being a lot of attention on Tennessee's connection to Kendall Bryles, who's at Houston right now. He's the son of Art Bryles and was at Baylor when the sexual assault scandal happened there. There was a lot of talk that Florida State could be close to hiring Kendall Bryles. And I mentioned on yesterday's show that Florida State was the school being connected to him more than Tennessee, that has left Tennessee more closely connected to Mike Yursich, who is the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. Jeff Lebby's name has continued to be floated out there. The quarterback's coach at Central Florida. The name Dan Enos continues to be mentioned with Tennessee's offensive coordinator position, although when his name is brought up, it is more likely connected to staying at Alabama, perhaps in the offensive coordinator position or at least in a bigger role than he had this past season in Tuscaloosa. Quick note there for you, by the way, there was a report on Football Scoop on Monday afternoon, footballscoop.com, that Butch Jones is a candidate to go to Maryland as an associate head coach with Mike Loxley. Mike Loxley is leaving Alabama as offense coordinator to become the head coach at Maryland. Could Butch Jones follow and take on an associate head coach position? There's also a chance Alabama could find a staff spot for Butch next year as well. But right now, it looks like there's a good chance Butch Jones could go up there 
and take an assistant coaching position on Mike Loxley's staff. That's something to pay attention to. But Danny Nose continues to be mentioned with the Tennessee offensive coordinator job, but is more often mentioned with Alabama. So those are the names being talked about right now. I think you have to at least wonder, is there a possibility that other names could emerge? There continues to be talk or speculation around some guys in the NFL. Could somebody from one of the schools that's in the college football playoff be a possibility? Yeah, that's something that's been brought up. But you know, Freddie Kitchens is somebody that I've mentioned. I would do everything I could to try to get him if that were a possibility. He's doing so well right now, though, with the Cleveland Browns that he's likely to have some really nice NFL opportunities. I think Kitchens has done a terrific job since he took over as the offense coordinator after Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley were fired by the Cleveland Browns a few weeks ago. Uh, Baker Mayfield's played well. The use of Nick Chubb in that offense has been really good. Jarvis Landry as well. So I think Freddie Kitchens has really done himself a big favor with his performance as the OC in Cleveland. Uh, There's been talk of what about Steve Sarkeesian? What about Jim Bob Cooter? Because he has connections to Tennessee and played for Philip Fulmer at Tennessee. Right now is the offense coordinator in Detroit with the Lions, but there is speculation that he could be leaving Detroit after this season. So right now, I think a lot of people are just kind of throwing out names. Mike Yursich's name continues to be tossed around. There's also been some skepticism of whether he would leave Oklahoma State. Back in August, the talk was, yeah, he's probably leaving Oklahoma State after the season, but for a head coaching position. And to this point, that has not come available for Mike Yursich. So the Oklahoma State offense coordinator's name continues to be mentioned with Tennessee. I think Tennessee fans naturally are skeptical when an Oklahoma State coach is connected to a job at Tennessee after the flirtation with Mike Gundy, both in 2012 and then last year when Tennessee was trying to replace Butch Jones. So the search continues. It's been more than two weeks. If you are either frustrated by it or just tired of hearing talk about it, I get it. I'm a little bit tired of talking about the offensive coordinator search as well, but it does continue on and we'll continue to follow it as it's gone at a slow pace. Could be any time. If a coach is found today, that's not a surprise to me. If the week ends and on Friday, I'm still talking about the offensive coordinator search, how could I be surprised by that either? Auburn did name its offensive coordinator on Sunday night. Auburn hired Kenny Dillingham as the offense coordinator. He comes from Memphis. Gus Malzahn is going to return to calling plays. So as Gus Malzahn heads into what will likely be a big season for him down on the Plains. Gus is going to bet on himself. So Kenny Dillingham is going to replace Chip Lindsay as the offense coordinator. Gus Malzahn is going to replace Chip Lindsay as the play caller there at Auburn. Alabama has yet to name an offensive coordinator officially to replace Mike Loxley. And Florida State appears to at least be trending toward Kendall Bryles. At least that was the talk a lot on Sunday and Monday night. You're listening to Locked On Vols, your team every day. Coming up in just a moment, Rick Barnes talks about Admiral Schofield's performance and keeping emotions in check on Sunday against Gonzaga, where the Vols are in the updated polls. I'll tell you about that as well right here on Locked On Vols, your team every day. And today it's presented by Sling TV, a great option if you want to watch sports. And really, that's your focus when you're turning the TV on. Well, you can get ESPN, you can watch the SEC, the Pac-12, and more on Sling TV. It's a great time to check it out with bowl season 
coming up. You can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. It's a great offer for locked on listeners. And when you check out Sling TV, remember, you're not going to deal with contracts. There are no hidden fees with Sling TV. No useless channels as well. Watch the channels you want to watch. And if you want to cancel, you can cancel anytime. So try out the seven-day free trial with Sling TV. Go to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Try it out. See what you think. It is a free seven-day trial when you go to sling.com slash locked on. As you might expect, Tennessee's basketball team got a good amount of recognition on Monday. First of all, with the polls nationally, Tennessee moved up to number three in the Associated Press poll and number four in the Coaches poll. So the voters took notice with Tennessee beating number one Gonzaga on Sunday. Then when it came to national honors, Tennessee was the NCAA team of the week. And Admiral Schofield, who had a career-high 30 points in the win against Gonzaga on Sunday, earned NBC Sports National Player of the Week, College Sports Madness National Player of the Week, and he was named the SEC Co-Player of the Week with his performance against Gonzaga on Sunday I think that's some national recognition that was well-earned by Admiral Schofield on Sunday. And it wasn't just the 30 points that Schofield put up or the big three-pointers that he hit, five in the second half, the game winner in the final minute of the game, but it was the leadership that Schofield brought. With Grant Williams fouling out, Schofield had to help lead the way in multiple ways. And Tennessee has some veterans who were out there, Kyle Alexander, Jordan Bowden, Jordan Bone. Those guys have, have played a good amount of basketball But there was kind of a calming influence from Admiral Schofield after he hit one big shot and a timeout was called and the Vols went over to the bench. He was telling everybody, okay, relax, stay calm, still more basketball to play. And his thought after the game was, let's not have another Kansas game where we play close late but lose the game. Rick Barnes talked about that on Monday, meeting with the media with his weekly press conference about the emotional leadership that Admiral Schofield brought to Tennessee's basketball team and what that did for the Vols on Sunday. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we've been through it enough with our guys knowing that, you know, those last couple minutes of a game when you fought back and things swing your way a little bit and, and the game is never over. I think they, they realize that. I mean, actually, uh, you just know that some, so many things can happen in a college basketball game and it can turn quickly where guys stop concentrating and start celebrating thing it's over and it's just never over so he's been through enough of them to see it and and you know he can get emotional himself at times but I, I did think that he was really the latter part of the game I thought our team did the way we closed the first half in the set in the latter part of the game we showed some grit showed some toughness because we were in some foul trouble as was Gonzaga with at the end of the first half and I think both teams were just trying to get through there without any more damage on, done with fouling but uh the way we uh, made some – Jordan Bowden was big. Uh, but Admiral was – you could tell he was locked in there at the end. There's no question he was. Tennessee basketball coach Rick Barnes. And Rick did say something that I thought on yesterday's show. It was really good for Tennessee to get the win in regulation because Barnes said that Tennessee did not want to go into overtime playing without Grant Williams and Schofield having four fouls. Tennessee really wanted to get the win there in regulation – and they did. And also Jordan Bowden. Rick Barnes said that Jordan Bowden was big, and he was on both ends. He hit some important shots. He also played really good defense for Tennessee, up contest there late against Gonzaga. And Rick Barnes talked about Jordan Bowden, 
who was replaced in the starting lineup, remember, a couple of weeks ago. Eve Pons moved into the starting lineup. Bowden went to the bench. But he's playing a really important role off the bench right now, especially with Lamonte Turner being unavailable. Bowden is the one true scorer, I think, that Tennessee has coming off the bench right now. And Rick Barnes talked about the junior, Jordan Bowden, who's playing a different role, but still a very important role for Tennessee. There's a lot of ways you can you can describe toughness and uh you know, toughness is sometimes when you're not shooting the ball well, you got to keep taking your shots. You know, you're not going to you're not going to make the next one if you don't shoot it. And you know, you think of what he's gone through the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, taking first time since he's been here, he hasn't been in the starting lineup. Uh, but you saw him respond really well. I, I watched him since that, where it's, he's really responded well. And I will go back and tell you, I don't care really who starts. Uh, we're going to do whatever we have to do to try to get everybody playing at the highest level they can play. Then you go back and think about him. He's been very good in practice. He, he was really, really good this week in practice. And on uh, Friday, he tweaked his ankle. And uh, we were having a great practice and just one of those freak things. And uh, when he went out, I mean, it became a, just a hush across the Pratt pavilion court because I mean he, I mean he was playing great so he didn't practice anymore really up until uh, he did a little bit on uh, I don't think he did very much at all out there he didn't practice, practice practice at all but he shot and did some things and Chad and Garrett did a great job from the time he turned his ankle in practice they, they never stopped working on him and he uh, told me he said I'll be ready he said I, 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 I'll be ready and I thought he went in yesterday, and I thought he was really the biggest key in the game because when we were really struggling to shoot, score the ball, and we missed some shots, I mean, he got aggressive, and he was, he was the guy that got it going. And then a big play of the game uh, when Norvell got going, and we knew he could get going. We knew they were going to try to get him going, and they did. And we told Bowden to get on him and just take him out. Just You got no responsibility other than uh, trying to down him. Don't let him come off those walkaway screens. Just and he did a terrific job. He really did, and uh, he he does a lot of that. And I thought he got back in the last week and a half playing the way that that we need him to play. And that's what Tennessee needs from Jordan Bowden. So when we talk about him and his ability to score, he can hit shots. He hit three three pointers the other day against Gonzaga. That's not necessarily the focus. Tennessee told Bowden, "Hey, go stop Norvell." And Bowden focused on his defense, and again, still hit some shots for Tennessee on offense. But he did his job, and he did his job really well, and it's another big reason that Tennessee beat Gonzaga. Schofield led the way. Tennessee doesn't win without his 30 points, but Tennessee doesn't win without some of the plays that Jordan Bowden made on both ends and some plays that other guys made as well. And Grant Williams, he fouled out. Before that, he had 16 points and 12 rebounds. Grant played his role as well. So it's just a huge win for Tennessee. The Vols are getting ready for a big game coming up on Saturday. They're going to be in Memphis taking on Penny Hardaway's team. It's a sellout now. So there's going to be a rocking crowd. It's not a great Memphis team, but they will be ready for that game. Tennessee has almost a full week to get ready for the game. It should be a fun atmosphere coming up on Saturday. So Tennessee's now number three in the Associated Press poll and number four in the coaches poll. And there's a lot of national attention around what Rick Barnes and his Tennessee basketball team are doing. It's a fun time for Tennessee basketball fans, both of the men's and the women's teams. Tennessee, the only school in the country with top 10 teams 
in both the men's and women's games. You're listening to Locked On Vols, your team every day. So as I shift back to football here, remember, if you have any questions or comments you want to send my way, I'm on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward. Feel free to send me any questions you have anytime about what's going on with Tennessee football, Tennessee recruiting, as well as Tennessee had a bit of a frustrating week, I think, last week. Several of the big-name players, like linebacker Owen Papo, reaffirmed his commitment to Auburn. Several Georgia players were on Twitter on Monday saying, I'm sticking with Georgia. Nolan Smith, Trayvon Walker, it looks like Zion Logue and Bill Norton are going to stick with their commitments to Georgia. Tresman Marshall is probably trending toward Georgia, where he's been committed as well. Shoffrey Brown, a wide receiver from Charlotte, committed to North Carolina over the weekend. Tennessee had been in pretty good shape there. He's decided to stay in state and play for Mac Brown. It's been a bit of a tough go for Tennessee over the last several days. I think there's been some reevaluation, and Tennessee is still in it with some big-name players. But I talked to Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com last night, and the first thing I asked him before we get into where Tennessee goes from here is, what has this past week been like for Tennessee's football coaching staff? Here's what Jesse Simonton of VolQuest said. Well, I mean, to be frank, Josh, it's, you know, they're facing some tough flooding in some spots. You know, they obviously entered this month um, coming out of a 5-7 and seven season where they felt like they had some momentum with guys like Owen uh, Papo and Kenyatta Watson. And, he, and even, you know, where they, they had their foot in the door with a Trezor Marshall at Georgia and Justin Boydby at Alabama. But, you know, in the end, you know, Tennessee's just kind of struggled just in these last 10 days to kind of get traction with a lot of those big fish, you know, Owen coming off a visit with Tennessee coaches. Then Auburn goes in home with the whole staff. He had, you know, his coach, Coach Williams, who he's really close with, the linebackers coach, but also Gus was there, Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator. And right after that visit, you know, Owen comes out and, and reaffirms his commitment and, you know, 100% committed to Auburn. Kenyatta, Tennessee, just hadn't been able to get him on campus. Um, and then some of those other guys, whether it's the in-state linemen, you know, like Zion Logue and, and Bill Norton, Tennessee was pushing for them to take official visits this weekend. That obviously didn't happen. Both of them, again, Georgia kind of got in there, shut that down. So Tennessee right now, they're kind of treading water a little bit, but I do think, you know, it's all about kind of closing these next nine days with a couple guys that they still are are realistic and still have a really good shot at, namely a guy like, you know, four-star tailback Eric Gray, in-state running back from Memphis. But then it's getting to January. Right now, the way the board's kind of set up for the Vols, Josh, it's kind of the biggest fish are out there for them in January. I think Tennessee still is in a really good spot for five-star offensive lineman Darnell Wright. Um, I think Tennessee continues to be in a 50-50 battle with four-star linebacker Henry Tooto. You know, he's out and he's the California linebacker. Um, and then there's a guy like EJ Ndoma Ogar, who took a vis- unofficial visit to Tennessee in November. Um, Tennessee's kind of remained, you know, uh, in his head. He's been committed to Oklahoma uh, for a long time. But if he opts not to sign early, which I think it continues to kind of move in that direction, Watch out for Tennessee in January again. So right now it's about getting to these next nine days, closing on um, some, some targets that they have, but then really getting to January and figuring out how to recoup some of that momentum they had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Jesse Simonton, VolQuest.com. So Tennessee would be one of those great examples, I guess you're saying there, that you, you, you close out how you can and then you figure out, okay, what needs do we have and who's left out there? What's the market look like that we can try to attack in the final five to six weeks of the signing period? Yeah, and, 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 you know, Brent Hubbs at VolQuest kind of wrote a column on this based on some stuff that we had talked about on our podcast, Austin Price and I, that, you know, January had always kind of set itself up for it to be kind of a bigger month in Tennessee than December. But I do think whether it was fans or even just people kind of inside the program, they, they did kind of 
you know, get, get, got their hopes up a little bit with maybe some traction that they did have with a, a guy who was a five-star and Owen uh, Papo. Could they flip, you know, one, one of these uh, in-state linemen, whether it's a Joseph Anderson or a Zion Logue? Um, but once that fizzled, I think there's just been kind of, you know, some kind of, well, well, what do we do now? I think the biggest thing this staff has to kind of avoid, Josh, is kind of what happened a year ago, which is maybe signing some guys that um, or throwing some, some offers out to guys that maybe don't really fit your mold. I don't see Tennessee doing that yet, so that's probably a good sign. I do see them, though, you know, they've already kind of uh, delineated some guys that they feel like would be really solid backup plans. In-state linebacker Chris Russell from Dyersburg. Jeremy Pruitt went in home with him yesterday. Um, he's scheduled to take an official visit to Tennessee this weekend. He's a guy that, you know, Arkansas had tried to keep on the down low. John Chavis was in there for more than eight hours last week um, at his school. So Arkansas, Auburn, Texas A&M, all fighting for this in-state linebacker. Now Tennessee's coming out swinging. Tennessee hopes that they can kind of make that decision um, easy for, for a guy that's surrounded by a lot of balls, you know, here over the next week or so. So he's kind of a name to watch in the early time period. And then I'd say Eric Gray, obviously, is another huge name. We've talked about him a bunch. And then what does Tennessee do at wide receiver? You know, I, I think that they're going to host R.J. Henderson, um, a four-star from Texas, potentially this weekend. We'll see. He told Austin Price that's a maybe. He just recently decommitted from Oklahoma. But they're definitely hosting Baylor wide receiver commit Jalen Ellis. He's been long fancied by David Johnson. He's a guy that Tennessee just simply doesn't have in this room. He's a guy with wiggle. He's a guy with a lot of speed. Um, a flip there is no sure thing. I mean, Michigan um, and some other schools, Arizona, have been on him, but Tennessee's hoping to get him on campus last before the early signing period. What do you think is important to pay attention to within Tennessee's commitment list, Jesse, in terms of guys that could have options or Tennessee is maybe not 100% secure on and guys are thinking maybe I need to look elsewhere? Yeah, you know, we've kind of tracked this at VolQuest, but, I mean, in terms of, you know, right now this is the contact period. So there's seven days later. A week from a week from today, uh, really it's next Sunday, the, the, the dead period starts. Um, so if you haven't gotten a visit from a Tennessee coach, uh, that, that, that kind of speaks volumes. And so right now the only guy that kind of fits that mold thus far is Jaleel Clemens, and there's been a lot of buzz about him um, ending up at Memphis. We'll see. Right now it, it certainly seems to be trending that he won't end up in this class. The majority of Tennessee's commits are slated um, to be in town this weekend, or a lot of Tennessee's commits. Um, are slated to be in town for their official visit this weekend. Tennessee just hosted Tyus Fields, um, Elijah Simmons, and Jackson Lampley on their OVs this past weekend. So anybody, anybody that hadn't taken an official visit, which is in the end going to be, I think, with Darius Cox, Jaleel Clemens, um, and Anthony Harris, you kind of say, well, what's going on here? Cox has already told us that he plans to kind of wait and reassess everything um, in January. He remains a Tennessee commit, but I do think, you know, um, if other options presented itself, we'll see what happens there. But, but he, Tennessee is still checking in on him. He's, he's seen Tracy Rocker, Shelton Felton the last two weeks. Um, Anthony Harris is a guy Tennessee really wants to, 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 to have in this class. He just kind of has to, to kind of get some of his uh, academics in order. Um, and then, like I said, I mean, right now I think it, it's kind of looking like Clemens is not going to end up here, but could end up obviously staying in the state and going to Memphis. Do you think Lakia Henry sticks with Tennessee? That's a tough one, Josh, because while Tennessee was kind of, you know, doing all this dancing with other linebackers, whether it was Owen, they're continuing to recruit um, Henry Tooto until the very end. He's not going to announce his commitment until the February signing day. Then Tennessee, you know, they, they did, I think, about two weeks ago, have some real traction with, with four-star linebacker Tresman Marshall at, at Georgia. So while all that was happening, Arkansas and John Chavis really came in and, and, 
They've gotten Henry on campus. They've visited him twice now. So now Tennessee's kind of in a dogfight to keep one of their own guys who they kind of view as a plug-and-play linebacker because he's a junior college kid. Um, so right now I would trend yes, but it's, it's not going to come easy. I mean, Arkansas has certainly prioritized him, and, and like Tennessee has outlined, you know, an, an immediate path to the playing field. Check out the work, VolQuest.com. Recruiting is a moving part every single day. Follow him on Twitter, at Jesse Ari Simonton, part of the VolQuest team. Jesse, really appreciate the time as always. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. So Tennessee has eight days to go before the early signing day next Wednesday. Jeremy Pruitt is trying to find an offensive coordinator as well. It is a busy time. It continues to be off the field for Tennessee. Before I wrap up today's show, there was, I think, a very important honor given out to a Tennessee football player on Monday, and that was Kyle Phillips winning the Peisman Trophy, which has been regarded as college football's favorite award. Kyle Phillips is the fourth winner of the Peisman Trophy, the award handed out to a lineman who does something truly special with the ball in his hands, and the play that won it for Kyle Phillips was his pick six against Alabama. So the internet spoke, votes were cast, and Kyle Phillips was named SB Nation's fourth winner of the Peisman Trophy. Here is Kyle Phillips' acceptance speech as it was released by the University of Tennessee. On behalf of us big guys out there, offensive linemen and defensive linemen, I'm honored to take the 2018 Peisman Trophy Award. I would like to thank SB Nation for making this award possible for us big guys. A lot of big guys don't get a lot of credit. Man, it's a good pie. But... Also, I would love to thank my teammates, Jalen Hurts, for throwing me the ball. And I would like to thank our fans for voting for me. It's been a great ride. Go balls. Tennessee's Kyle Phillips. I appreciated the line, even thanking Jalen Hurts for throwing him the ball. Uh, Kyle is a terrific guy. I think he was a good football player for Tennessee as well. He really represented Tennessee well off the field. He had some fun with it, accepting the award and eating some pie. I uh, posted the video at Josh underscore Ward if you want to watch it on Twitter. So your fourth annual Peisman Trophy goes to Kyle Phillips. Congrats, Kyle. Thanks so much for hanging out here today. The show's on Apple Podcasts. If you have time to rate and review the show, please do. It's on Google, Spotify, really anywhere you get your podcasts. Keep spreading the word about Locked On Vols, your team every day. I'll see you here tomorrow. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day